everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 241 on Monday the 24th of June 2013. I am your host Stephen Layton and this week dust off your funky bus jacket as we're all going to funky town. But before that it's time for the news! So this week, I am off to Nice for the SCAE, which is a Specialty Coffee Association of Europe, uh, World of Coffee event, which is being held there. Uh, I will be hosting something called Tampa Tantrum while I'm there, which is something me and my uh, good buddy Colin Harmon from 3FE Coffee in Ireland came up with. Um, And if you are a coffee geek and you want to watch some of the talks about coffee, we will be live streaming them on the link that is on the screen now. Um, there will be videos afterwards which I will no doubt talk about here. Um, but the link that's up there won't work till Thursday, so do bear that in mind that it won't be live streamed until it's actually live. It's kind of a good way for live streams to work, I think. Anyway, uh, next month's guest blend is going to be huge! Huger than huger than huge, huge, huge. But before that, yo, yo, let's go. Is still available. It's still a spankingly amazing blend. It's spankingly amazing value. You should definitely go look. Free yo-yo with every bag. Who cannot sign up to something as amazing as that? And, like the sound of my voice, hate the sight of my face. Well, do you like beer? Then go listen to Steve and Roland's beer podcast at sarbp.com. It is an audio podcast that is available on the iTunes pod store uh, of me and Roland of Roland's Daft Fact fame. I may have given the gave away that that's not Roland. Um, you should go watch. It's lots of watch. Listen, it's lots and lots of fun. Um, yes. And that was the news. So time for 20 seconds on. And this week it's going to be on natural processing. Time for it. Natural processing, also known as unwashed or dry coffee, is the oldest method of processing of coffee. The entire cherry is harvested, cleaned, taken stones, twigs, leaves out of it, and then dried on patios in thin layers, or dried on raised Indian beds or uh, trestle tables. And um, the cherries is sorted. 20 seconds on. So when these cherries are put on the raised beds or on the patios, it is super important that they are turned very regularly. If you remember last year when we did the uh, Nicaraguan uh, Limoncillo Pacamaras, uh, the funky and funkier, it was very important that how often that coffee was turned, you walk a very fine line between it being an interesting, fruity, funky taste and it being a dirty, rotten, mouldy, nasty heap of mush. Um, And this is the line that natural producers kind of uh, walk along. It takes around about four weeks, uh, two to four weeks for the cherries to dry, depending on the weather conditions and the temperatures at the origin, um, really depends. Um, but once it's dried, they haul the, the cherry off the seed um, and then you end up with a green coffee bean as you would end up if you had a washed one and uh, you normally end up with something pretty, pretty funky, which is what we have this week. 
So after the staple coffee of last week that we'd had for seven years, we've been working with the farm for a long time. Um, this week we have something that is completely different, completely new, but from a grower that we've worked with since 2005, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, so the farm is called uh, El Salvador Finca San Cayetano. It's a 15 hectare farm, it's 100% Bourbon. Um, so that, that varietal, there is no other varietal grown on the farm and it is uh, 1,500 metres above sea level in the Archipan region of El Salvador. Now Bourbon is super, super popular in El Salvador and it accounts for about 70% of the coffee plants there. There are a few reasons why Bourbon is so popular in El Salvador. The first one is it thrives, it grows well there. It is a varietal is super well suited to the kind of altitudes it has, the kind of temperatures it has, the winds that it has, the shelter that it has, the soils that it has. Um, secondly, um, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, people were ripping out Bourbon because it's a very low yielding plant and were planting high yielding Caturas, Cataes. Um, but during that time, El Salvador was embroiled in a civil war. When they came out the other end, the specialty coffee movement was kind of emerging and starting to appreciate the quality of this varietal and what it could bring. So kind of El Salvador had a bit of a head start of people planting them and this, this varietal was there. Um, these plants were planted 50 years ago on the farm um, and like I am always super pleased to see El Salvador planting Bourbon. Like it is just a varietal that fits. It's like it should be. Like some people try and grow geisha in places where it shouldn't grow, and it makes me like it makes me really angry and upset that you're like you're forcing something to grow somewhere that doesn't want to grow, doesn't grow very well, and produces a rubbish yield. Um, it's it, it's not good. Um, as I said, I've been, we've been working with the family since 2005, and the producer's names is Carmen and Rafael, Rafael Silva de Hoff. Um, Rafael and Carmen uh, being the owners of Siberia and La Fanny and another coffee that we've also bought from them this year for the first time. Um, it was really good on this trip when I went to El Salvador in January that um, Carmen and Rafael gave me a day of their time um, and we've always bought La Fanny through um, an importer but because we bought the Siberia through Cup of Excellence last year we started the conversation of maybe we should buy some coffees from you guys that aren't necessarily what everybody else is having and this one like just jumped off the table like jumped off the cupping table uh, me and the team were just like this is something special and it showed me a side of Carmen, Carmen and Raphael that I didn't know they had um, they can really naturally process and do an amazing amazing job so we should talk about the figures so the farm is called Fincasay Catano Catano sorry the uh, owners is Rafael and Carmen Silva de Hoff. Uh, nearest city is Archipan, uh, in the region of Santana, kind of Archipan mountain range. It's all a little bit, yeah. Uh, countries El Salvador, farm size is 15 hectares. Uh, annual production is around about 17,000 kilograms. Um, they have around about 50 workers working there during the peak of season. Um, it's an altitude, say 1,500 meters, and it's a bubble, and that's all of it. So, um, I'm fairly hopeful of a good map bit here. I, I can, I, I've not done this farm before, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, but hopefully I can do a good map bit. It's the map bit, no expense spent. It's the map bit. Do you know what? I think this is my favorite time of the week. I like the map bit very much. We go down to Hasbeen and we go across the Atlantic Ocean 
to uh, Central America. And we should find some more out about Central America. If ever the quiz question comes up, how many countries are there? And you've watched a few of these. There's seven. If ever a question comes about population, it's just shy of 42 million. And it's around about twice the size of the UK. These are useful quiz questions. I'm sure at some point somebody is going to be able to use those. Well, today we are focusing on El Salvador, one of my favourite growing countries. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. I love the country. I love the people. But most importantly, I love the coffee. So let's find out a little bit about El Salvador. Well, its name is El Salvador. It has a population of 6 million. Size is around about the size of Wales. That's my interesting El Salvador fact. Um, again, a useful quiz question, I'm sure. And the capital city is San Salvador, which is one of the fastest emerging cities in Central America. So here we have the spine, and I've talked about the spine before, but there are a spine of farms that are great in this area. This is a new addition, and on the very end of the spine, um, we should find some things out about the farm. Come on, Dale, the cow, tell us. So the farm is called Seikeitano. I say it different every time. Altitude 1500 meters above sea level. It is a red Bourbon, as I have discussed in a great deal of detail. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I love uh, Red Bourbon, and the nearest town is Arshapan, which uh, is a great place. But look how close it is to the road. Great. The map bit. Was it a good one? I do hope so. But in the meantime, let's have Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Stephen said that 70% of the coffee grown in El Salvador is Bourbon, but in the Apeneca mountain region, there's 64% is Bourbon, with 27% being Pacamara, and the remaining 9% being Pacas and other varietals. I know more than Stephen. I know more than Stephen. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Tells me, doesn't it? 64%, not 70%. But in different regions, it's an average of 70%, so I'll kind of redeem myself a little bit. So, uh, last week we had Kalita Wave. This week we're going to replace that with Americano. And we're going to go where it goes, nobody knows and nobody cares, apart from Roland Gifford, who does. V60, okay? Well, it's a bit like Kalita Wave, really, isn't it? But that's fine, we can do V60. So my wheel of death is V60 Brewer. I'm going to be whapping you on pause. I'm going to make tasty and delicious drinks. And I will be back with you in just a moment. And I'm back, so I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. Thank you to Chris for making me the drinks. Oh. So on the espresso, it is raisins. And it is, it's sherry, there's a booziness, but it's so clean. It's just like, mm. This is one heck of a delicious coffee. Um, what am I doing? Stop it. Yeah, too many run-throughs at competition. So I am going to... So this coffee is already creamy. Adding which is delicious milk. Um, 
it's nothing fancy this time either. I think it's just like a Tesco own milk, but it's just a really good full fat milk. And somebody asked me uh, on Twitter last week about what milk I use for the Amai mugs. I normally use a semi-skimmed, kind of tend to fall towards Cravendale kind of consistent, just for consistency. But since I've started to play around with the milks, um, it's I'm actually enjoying it a lot, lot more. Had a delicious cappuccino at, actually, of this coffee. No, that's freaky. So on Wednesday, I went to a Coffee Works project in uh, Angel in uh, London, and they've got this on as guest at the moment. They had it on as like a preview before we released it, and uh, they made me a cappuccino that was absolutely delicious. I really enjoyed like, and you know how much I've been hating milk on here, so. But that works well. I, I could drink all of that if I hadn't got more beverages still to drink. So V60. Why don't I like the V60? Because I don't think it does a good, as good a job as the Chemex, but I think it's very similar in lots of ways. Why doesn't it do such a good job? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just don't like it as much. Chemexes are beautiful, and I find V6s are not so beautiful. Um, but they do come in red. And red's a definite very good colour to have. Um, so let's let's dive into this V60. I've just got on the Funky bus. Funky Town was playing on there, and it's delicious. It is. So my best descriptor for the brewed coffee is rum and raisin ice cream melted. So it's warm. It's got that thick mouthfeel. It's overtly sweet. Like, if you do not like sweetness, this may not be for you. I do. Um, I've got a sweet tooth, and I just really like it. It's raisins, rum, sherry, boozy, delicious. It is phenomenal coffee. When I first cupped it, like, and, and still for now, it's one of those moments that stops in time, and I was just like, I love this. I have to have this. Um, Dale loved it so much that he, the 300 grams we had remaining of the pre-shipment sample he used in the Brewer's Cup and came third with it uh, from a terrible, terrible roast from a very small roast. And I, I think if we got this, he may have, he may have done better because uh, I don't think we necessarily got the best days of it in such a small sample roast. But mm, it is amazing. We should move on to the Pinboard of Doom. And uh, this week's Pinboard of Doom was sent in to us by... Peter Atkinson, um, he goes camping a lot, uh, and he he got this funky little brewer which he really likes, and um, always the highlight of his day. Two big mugs sat in the sun in the middle of nowhere, and he thought he'd share it with us. And I would like to thank you very much for sharing it with us because I love it. It's great. So this is a great. Uh, also, only my mug subscriber. So thank you very very much. Um, and from last week, we were doing the vines, and well, somebody sent in a vine. And this way you haven't sent me one, so I'm going to put one up. And that was Steve's Vine of the Week, or something like that. If you don't send me them, I'll stop. It's up to you. I, I, I think it could be quite fun for you guys to send me little vines. If you don't know what Vine is, Vine is a little recording app that you use on an iPhone or an Android and you can record it and post it to social networks or you can just send them in to me. Okay, I am done. Time to wrap up. Listen, thank you very, very much for joining me as always. Um, next week's maybe a bit messed up because I don't know when I'm going to record it because I've been in Nice. 
Um, but whenever it comes out, do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs>